Today's podcast is on the foolishness of God. But first, I have to ask, have you ever felt foolish? Have you ever felt ill-prepared for what you're called to do? Have you ever asked, who am I, Lord, that you would send me? For we have not chosen Jesus. He has chosen us. And that is absolute foolishness. Who would choose us to proclaim the good news of Jesus? 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verses 25 through 31 says, For the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For consider your calling, brothers, Not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not to bring to nothing things that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. And because of him, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption, so that, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. Have you ever met a boast? person. You know, when you see them coming, you kind of want to go in the other direction because they are certain to regale you with all kinds of tales of amazing feats performed by them, their kids, their grandkids, and even their grandkids' dogs. Or what about the person who is just itching to tell you about their new car or their new boat or their third vacation home in Bora Bora. Boasting is kind of the way of the world, isn't it? Either we boast that we have it the best or we boast that we have it the worst. Either way, the world encourages us to make everything about us, which is really what I'm talking about when I say The absurdity of God is him choosing us to do his work here on earth. We think it's all about us, but it's really all about Jesus. The strongest, the fastest, the richest, the smartest, the most powerful. This is what the world values. Look at me, notice me, listen to me, follow me. This is not what God is about. What is the Missio Dei, M-I-S-S-I-O-D-E-I? Let's remind ourselves what really matters to God. Have you ever heard of a Blenny? Or what about a Gobby? These are tiny little fish that sometimes only live 65 days, but make up the food that coral eats. Coral reefs can be the largest living organisms on earth, yet 
they rely on these tiny little fish larvae in order to survive. That is a God thing. Tiny, insignificant, unnoticed by the world. And God uses it to help create the largest living organism on the planet. The lesser long-nosed bat. Ever heard of them? They're three inches long. They live here in Arizona and in Mexico. But without them, we would not have tequila. I know, super important, right? They're essential in pollinating the blue agave plant used in making tequila. Tiny, insignificant, yet extremely important. That's a God thing. A pebble, a sling, a teenage boy took down a nine-foot Philistine warrior. An 80-year-old man took down Pharaoh and got him to release one million Hebrews. A young, virgin teenage girl gave birth to the Son of God. A 90-year-old woman, childless, gave birth to Isaac. A bunch of fishermen became our first pastors. A woman was the first to tell the good news of Jesus rising from the dead. And here's another crazy foolishness to the world God thing. God didn't choose to have Jesus, his son, come to us in wealth and position and worldly power. He came to us as an innocent baby born in a feeding trough. The very people God has chosen to share his good news are the very people man would not have chosen. Have you ever thought about this? We're lumped into this group, and in a way, we're kind of like the land of misfit toys. God destroys the conventionally great. God turns things upside down. God doesn't choose greatness the way the world chooses greatness. Because God doesn't operate the way the world operates. To the world, the gospel is considered a thing of weakness because it came to us through the cross. God's ways are not man's ways. God's ways are foolishness to man. It is absolute foolishness that God uses fishermen, tax collectors, mere men and women to be his instrument of distribution to share his good news of forgiveness. The gospel is not shared through scientific discovery or through wealth or world domination or even perfect oration. God uses simple men and women endowed with the simple power of humanity and his Holy Spirit. And because God uses simple people to share his word, God has a vulnerability that allows him to be ignored or even blasphemed. Think about that. There's a famous Baptist preacher, Charles Spurgeon. 
he's quoted when speaking about God's wisdom. For one wise man to confound another wise man is remarkable. For a wise man to confound a foolish man is easy. But for a foolish man to confound a wise man, ah, that is the finger of God. The weakness of God is wiser than the wisest of men. God has chosen us, sinful, flawed, flesh-focused selves, to proclaim his good news of salvation to the world. Acts chapter 1. In verse 8 says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and even to the remotest part of the earth. John 14 verse 12. Truly, truly I say to you, Whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do, because I am going to the Father. Why in the world did God choose us to do his work? We may not be the biggest or the strongest or the most powerful. We may not even be a man. Perhaps this is actually why he has chosen us. Is it really that surprising that so many of his disciples were lowly fishermen or women of ill repute or people who were over the age of 40? Gosh, for many of us, it takes us half our life to even realize it's not about us. It's about Jesus. Tear down my ego, Lord. Empty me of me. And now use me. You know, as we set out and absorb all that we've learned here and other places, and we anxiously desire to apply it, we need to remember it's not about us. We exist for the Missio Dei, which means the mission of God. We don't exist to brag about how much we know about the Bible or how much we do for the mission of God. We exist to share the good news of our merciful Father, not to promote our own personal agendas. In the book, which I really strongly recommend you read, The Symphony of Mission, it's written by Michael Goheen and Jim Mullins. The authors remind us that we all, whether we know it or not, tend to ask the same question. How can things be made right? Honestly, every pill we pop, every tear we cry, every time we turn on the news of an event of another crime committed, it's a small monument to the mystery we're all trying to solve. How can we make things better? Humanity has tried to solve the mystery of the world's brokenness in a million different ways. We've established religions to gods, or God, in the hope of gaining favor. Sometimes we even treat technology or science or politicians as gods when they become the center of our focus and we hope they can save us and make things better. 
You know, even health fads can become gods in an attempt to solve the mystery of our brokenness. But as the authors remind us, essential oils cannot remove the stench of sin. Veganism will never find enough kale to cover our shame. And a paleo diet cannot restore us to our original humanity. Not even CrossFit can make us strong enough to carry the weight of the world's brokenness. See, these are the ways the world would have us solve the problem. These are the things that make sense to the world. The biggest, the strongest, the healthiest, the most beautiful, or the ones that look the youngest are the ones we believe have the answers. God's mission, as the authors of Symphony of Mission describe, is to restore the entire creation and the life of humankind to what God intended in the beginning. The goal of God is to restore a people to live in the midst of a restored creation. His goal is to clean up creation so that he can come back and live here with us. God's mission is to return the world to what it's supposed to be. And again, here's the crazy thing. God has chosen us, the sinful humans who rebelled against him in the first place and flooded the world with death. He's chosen us to be his instruments of spreading his news of salvation to the world. So what is the source of our strength to carry out God's mission? God's mission is foolishness. He calls us to do things that seem impossible. Challenging the world's idols, standing up for his word, participating in the transformation of lives. How can this be done? Have you seen the news? Jesus says, I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. John 15 verse 5. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. Yes, to the world, the cross is foolishness. What we are called to do as followers of Christ makes no sense. The gospel of forgiveness given to a world who doesn't even think they need it is a fool's errand. God bless the fools. If we are to boast, let it be to boast for the Lord. Have a blessed day. Hello and welcome to studentofthebible.com. I'm your host, Renee. You can listen to my podcast on my website, studentofthebible.com, or on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. Thank you for being a devoted listener.